0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the podcast Under Your Bed. Under Your Bed. <laughs> I am one of the hosts, Taylor, and over there, if you're watching yes, YouTube, is. is CJ, my cousin.
1: What's up, y'all? We're stoked. What do we got in store today, oh, Taylor? We got a big
0: one, guys. We are covering Halloween Ends 2022.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> Send it. Oh man. Uh real quick, if you're new to the show, yes. we just want to give you the rundown. Uh our episodes always have a spoiler-free section in the beginning. We try to keep it around 10 minutes, we try. Sometimes they're short, sometimes are long. <laughs> no promises. Uh, and then we take a break and we come back with a theme cocktail to buckle up and dive into the bloody entrails of our deep dive critique where we rip apart the movie and there are lots of spoilers so if you haven't seen the movie we recommend just listen to the spoiler free section yes. turn off the episode watch the movie and come back for the deep dive critique uh taylor Get us the lowdown of Halloween Ends 2022,
0: please. Yeah, so honestly, we're looking at a very similar cast and crew situation. So we've got Jamie Lee Curtis returning. Andy Madchak recurring. Mm. If that is how you say her last name, I probably butchered it. Uh, We have... Madichak. Madichak, there we go. We've got uh, James Jude Courtney playing the shape. You've got Will Patton coming back as Frank. Kyle Richards comes back. I love him. Yeah, oh God, I love him too. He's great and. Really, honestly, aside from kind of our, I say OGs, really, Lori is our OG. But, you know, for the new new ones, yeah, for the new OGs, everybody's back, which is great. And then we have a new character coming in called Corey, who's played by Rowan Campbell. (sighs) Um, Unfortunately, I think we are both too old to have watched the Hardy Boys on the CW. So I think that was a miss in terms of me knowing who he was. But he did a great job. Don't
1: know him. Don't care. Caught my eye this time.
0: Yes, though. he did. He. Whatever your opinions of the movie, performances solid from everybody. And mm. kind of on a similar beat, you might not love the movie, but I have to say the team does a stand up job. So this is again same kind of crew. We've got David Gordon Green helming the project again. Uh, you've got Danny McBride doing a bunch of the co producing and writing credits. Uh, same we've got the same cinematographer so I love that this group has kind of gone through this whole journey together which is really cool and it does even though I think (laughs) this gets a little dicey tonally it's a very different movie but I will say having just watched all three in a row um, Mm. I do think there's actually a pretty clear vision on what they wanted to do
1: yeah, I agree with that. It's definitely a <coughs> trilogy that must be watched as a trilogy. Don't go watching Halloween mm, Ends without mm, having to mm, watch mm. Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills. And ideally the um, original
0: 1978.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Gotta start OG. The best. Uh, and And, you know, it's... The franchise has moved in a different direction, you know. It's yes. a little less of like the simple, straightforward slasher, guy with a knife movie, uh, which I love. But I also really do like the vision of like a full series of movies that, um, you know, while comes to an ending that maybe not everyone enjoys, <laughs> it still comes to a very like... Cohesive uh, kind of... Uh, cohesive... Yeah place yeah definitely yeah agree. and and you can see the arcs start in the beginning and and finish throughout for sure um but we gotta we gotta uh, rate it be a little more hard we gotta rate that. this too yeah um where are you falling on well, let's start with monsters on the bed how scary is it uh out of five monsters on the bed how many monsters do you give this film Four monsters.
0: What? Did you just say five? No, 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 no.
1: We've never rated out of five. Oh, we've... Oh, (laughs) I see what you're saying. We, You're right. Uh, Taylor has corrected me. We rate out of four monsters so there can be no middle ground. No, exactly. We don't do do middle ground. We take a stand, damn it. What side of the fence are you on out of four monsters on the bed, Taylor? This
0: is so difficult. It's a tricky Um, one. Oh, my God. How do I even say this? So... The thing is, this film, because it is so different in tone and because the pacing is so different, I don't find it as scary as kind of any of the other entries, not compared to the OG, not compared to the 2018, not compared to Kills. I think it's probably my, like, least scary one out of the group. Um
1: yeah, It's hard because I think I agree.
0: I really didn't jump. I didn't think about this at night. Going, oh, I'm so freaked out. You know, nothing like that. Yeah, because I think that
1: nothing like tones
0: are like a little bit more nuanced than just horror, and so it's a different kind of scary. But at the end of the day, it's hard. I'm honestly teetering between a one and a two, which seems super harsh. But the thing is, oof, it isn't. I just don't think it's that scary, but because the effects are so good. And because again, the themes kind of are a little bit more realistic in a, in a, in a way. And I say that with a big caveat in a way. Um, I guess I'm going to give it a two just for that. But honestly, I'm very, very close to a one. How about for you? That took me a long way to get there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I, I agree. Uh, Two monsters out of four under the bed because, um, yeah, because there is a lot of gore and, <coughs> and a lot of that like sort of like you know the slow monster c- c- gaining ground on you type of, of feeling. Um, but uh, it is not super suspenseful. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think the scariest scare was in the very. I agree. Oh my god! Totally the first agree. Jump scare of the movie. I thought it was like. And it was the scare. most the atmosphere
0: was was as well. Fun. I felt like the atmosphere was the most Ooh, tight yeah. at the beginning compared to yeah. the rest of the film.
1: Uh huh. Very so, much agree. Yeah. Um. All right. So, out of four stars, overall rating of the film. What do we think?
0: Okay. Again, he, this is actually another one that feels like a little hard to answer because the thing is. It is filmed very well. I don't think, whether you Mm -hmm. hate this movie or not, I don't think that is disputable. The cinematography is really excellent. The editing is really excellent. Um, Mm -hmm. It is a well-crafted film. I can't dispute that. My issue is that with the writing and the themes, I don't think they're always... uh, I don't think they're always fulfilled, and I don't think they're always presented in a way that is either coherent or like very nuanced. Sometimes it's kind of beat your head over kind of a situation. Sure. So <clears throat> I think I'm going to give this one a two because it just doesn't quite get there for me. If things have been a little cleaner in that respect, I think I could have bumped it up. But I know I'm the harsher of the two. So where, where are you at with it?
1: Yeah, this is, this is a hard one because... I agree with you it is very very well made yes. but you're talking about a casting crew that's worked together on this is now their third mm-hmm. movie right they've been there they've done this it's a franchise that has long legs so you got a lot to start from yes. in terms of building the style and tone um so Damn, I have to give it a two. I have to agree agree with you. (laughs) Yeah, Um, only because there is such a high bar to uphold, and it falls a little short. And and I think this the story is great and interesting, but the writing was almost half-assed, or it's just overt, and and like you said, there's no nuance. And, and then... Did you feel like the, the comedy
0: was even not... I know that's not a critical component of a Halloween movie, but I would say, like, there was kind of an effortless comedic writing in the first one especially, and it was mm. very obvious, because, I mean, these are the same guys who do righteous gemstones, like, come on. So right. they're funny guys. It felt like... There was, and I get maybe tonally it didn't make sense to do that, but I just felt like the writing felt a little sharper in the other ones. Did you feel like that, or was that just me? <laughs> yeah, ag-
1: agreed. And and uh, they they used uh, camera and action on screen instead of like narration to yes. tell a lot of the story, and like create some subtlety where there was zero this. <laughs> and you know so if if they if they took <clears throat> risks in story they didn't take a single risk in camera a single risk in lighting um so it just kind of felt like a little bit of a letdown i think for for what this could have been
0: yeah and so this is a this is a film where It's going to be extremely difficult to really cover any of the topics uh, in any kind of way without getting into the spoiler stuff. So I think we usually try to break down a couple topics, I think, for the sake of like clarity and actually getting to the point. I think the best is just kind of do our final uh, or see it, don't see it thoughts and then just move right into the spoilers because that's where the meat and bones are. And I think that's where we're going to, you know.
1: Alright, I'll start. Go see the movie. It's great. Watch the first two first. Uh, It's just fun. I love slashers. This doesn't disappoint in, you know, the amount of kills and stuff. It is just a fun movie to go watch. Is it like a cinematic feat? Ah, It didn't get there, but it's still a fun horror flick.
0: Yeah, and I mean, overall, I would say, if you're a fan of the Halloween franchise, I have to say, guys, we've been let down in way worse ways, okay? Like, I feel like <laughs> this is not the easiest franchise to be a member of. Um, when mm. it's great, it's so great, but when it's bad, it is like the Thorn Cult bad and uh, bleh, like Rob Zombie bad. Sorry, I know some people love that. That is just not for me, not my brand, Um I do not think this is nearly, just because of how well it's made, it's not nearly going to fall to the bottom for me. Is this going to be in the top tier, even in the top three? I don't know. I honestly feel like with this one, it's really going to be a time will tell situation, because even Halloween Mm -hmm. Kills, I remember feeling pretty disappointed in that one. I didn't hate it, but I felt like kind of like, meh rewatching it recently though i was like i think i've grown a bit on this i'm not saying the film got better but my love for it got it got bigger sure so i just wonder if this is going to be one of those movies where once you get past the fact it is so different than your typical halloween movie that you might be able to appreciate it more um with some time
1: i think that's fair all right everyone Uh, we want to hear your thoughts, hit us up on social media. I'm still confused, I
0: need people to help me out here with this one.
1: Until (laughs) then, hang tight, we got a themed cocktail for you, and our deep dive critique full of spoilers. See See you you soon. soon. Welcome to the podcast under your bed. There'll be drinks, critique, and perhaps a few murders. You're all invited, but once the podcast has begun, there's no way out. The ghosts are waiting. So won't you join me for the podcast under your bed? <laughs> Sorry, kids are asleep. It's Can't a scream. late
0: filming Can't... night for us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're so excited that you went and watched the movie, too, so that you can sit and drink with us and talk about this movie. Uh, before I tell you about our cocktail, I got to give a shout out to oh, yeah. an old friend of mine in Tucson because he has an Instagram account called Michael Myers of Tucson. Uh follow him on Instagram. And uh it's basically just him screwing around with a Mike Myers mask. Who uh, doesn't hate that? Doing silly shit. <laughs> He's like this like suburban dad of two with two dogs, so it is hysterical <laughs> that this is like his thing
0: they're gonna be you know what
1: <laughs> you traumatize fine,
0: them at the right age and they're gonna be just fine <laughs> and they're gonna be horror nerds like the rest of
1: us so it's fine <laughs> right. and in return we expect you andrew is his name to uh <laughs> send some of your followers our way please we would appreciate it so <laughs> shameless plugging <laughs> right. of the unz uh, keep it coming <laughs> anyways for you all out there that want to share in the cocktail yes. of the day, we have the Apple Cider Cocktail by Platings and Pairings. It's pretty yummy. It's a nice, easy fall drink. Uh, you know, it's basically like apple cider and uh, vodka. Yeah, and uh, some lime. But- <laughs> Yeah, we spruce it up, give it a little citrus with lime, some apples smashed in there, and uh, splash this club soda. And I highly it's recommend, odd, delicious. Um,
0: personally, like, the first time I put too much club soda, so please be careful, because that dilutes the ever-loving shit out of this drink, and that's not good. Uh, so for me, mm. though, I added a smidge more lime, a smidge more vodka, and I did a sugar cinnamon rim, and it is really, really good.
1: Sugar cinnamon rim sounds like a really good choice. I that. was very I, happy uh, with my
0: decision <laughs> to, to include a little jealous. this.
1: <laughs> I I sprinkled some cinnamon in mine because I uh, did not have apple cider. I got apple juice, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this cocktail just. <laughs> Uh, it's falling a little short of what i imagine it could be
0: i mean you're drinking like a so, child's drink with alcohol essentially is what you've done so, i like so i muddled be, mine and i got apple cider and you're like i poured some no, apple I, juice in it
1: no 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 i muddled the <laughs> apples right, all right the okay line, so i just didn't have the apple cider all right. all right anyways taylor you're in the hot seat today i am and i have a, a deep Yeah, breath, I have a cold,
0: too, guys, if you couldn't already tell or see that from the perpetual whatever. So I am going to do my best, but there may be some cough breaks in between. I apologize. It is the season, though, of getting colds. I love
1: it. Mm, yeah, it went through my family. Yeah,
0: it's everywhere. All right. <sighs> All right. Halloween ends. Okay. So... Our film opens on Halloween night in 2019, which is <laughs> the whole time. The whole, I, time.
1: the whole time. The
0: whole time. Oh, my God. All right. Let me reset that. Okay. All right. Our film opens on Halloween night. I do this? It's terrible. It's so distracting. All right. I'll give you a I break. I love it. I'll okay. give you a break. Oh my god. All right guys, so sorry. All right. Our film opens on Halloween night 2019, a year after Michael's brutal return.
1: <laughs>
0: did you just Jason Voorhees me?
1: I I did. I didn't I didn't like intend to, but that happened. It ha- it's just oh, such a wow. horror trope that it just came out that's of me. That's
0: just desecration. I'm sorry. My I yeah, that's that's You're crossing kicked some out. lines out. You're out. <laughs> Good Lord, we're gonna get through this. Okay, so this is a year after Michael's brutal return from Halloween 2018. And we meet a young Mm. man named Corey who's getting the babysitting lowdown on a kid he's watching who's named Jeremy. Uh, It's a pretty typical night, though I'd say some irresponsible uh, babysitting by letting the child watch the thing. Dope movie.
1: I watched worse.
0: Not sure it's appropriate for a small child. But (laughs) anyway, so everything's good. Until a prank by Jeremy results in Corey kicking a door open, which accidentally sends Jeremy over a banister and falling to his death. Uh, we yeah, it is pretty grim. Right in front of my Pretty and Dad. grim. That was um, an intense opening. Uh, so we then cut to 2022, a couple days before Halloween, with a voiceover from Lori talking about Michael's uh, various attacks on Haddonfield and kind of the wide-reaching impact of his violence uh, and the paranoia that's kind of in the town now. Uh, She notes that he's been missing since 2018 and that she's kind of just trying to move on and live her life. She's living with Allison and the voiceover is a part of this memoir that she's writing, which smart. Oh, how cliche. okay, come on. You're like the OG final girl. Like, get that cash. You deserve it.
1: All right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
0: So things, uh, unlike Lori, things are not going so well for Corey, uh, who seems to have become the town pariah after being cleared of murder charges. I believe he got like a manslaughter little time served, it sounded like. Um, Corey is accosted by a group of teens, and he's injured, and Lori, kind of who gets to see all this go down, takes him to the hospital where Allison works, kind of hoping to do a little love match there. All right, Allison and Corey Bond, um, and after Corey's, like, pretty initial reservations, she eventually convinces him to go to a Halloween party with her. Uh, We then get a nice scene between Frank and Lori. (laughs) Love it. Um, Claire, there's still romance in the air. Unfortunately, though... um, It's kind of similar to Corey's situation, just to a much lesser extent. Not everyone is super happy with Lori being in town. Um, Definitely not as much as Frank is. As she's accosted by a survivor's sister in the parking lot, everybody kind of thinks in a way that Michael Myers returning is like somehow her fault.
1: She poked the beast.
0: We're going to have to talk about that too when we get there. Okay. All right. All right. Allison and Corey have a great night out until Corey runs into Jeremy's mom at the bar. Um, which sends him running out of the party, um, and on his way home, Corey again runs into this group of shitty teenagers who proceed to push him off a bridge. Super kids, cool kids, you know,
1: like most douchey uh, high school. Yeah, you know, like it's like you you, you pull
0: some pranks on your friends. You might smash a jack o' lantern, throw somebody a off can, a toss them off yeah, a bridge. Toss them off. You know, just uh-huh. the normal kid stuff, right? Kids. <laughs>
1: Kids these days.
0: So Corey's down on the ground, gets dragged off into the sewers. And when he wakes up, um, he finds himself face to face with Michael, who shockingly lets him go. Uh, just hanging out in the sewer. Yeah. You know, for years.
1: So Corey runs his vacation. Home. I guess
0: So <laughs> Corey runs away, but is accosted by an unhoused man. And during their tussle, he accidentally kills this guy. Uh, Corey then decides to go to Lori's home to apologize to Allison, not copying to murder, but just apologizing to Allison. And the two make up over dinner, right? Later that night, Allison's ex follows Corey to the sewers and is attacked by Corey and killed by Michael in a very interesting pairing tag team match there. We're going to get into that.
1: Yeah, that... (laughs) (coughs) That's an interesting take. Yeah, we're
0: going to get into that one. Uh, Corey then goes to Allison's for some hanky-panky. Um, and kind of while this has all been going down, Lori is getting, like, increasingly creeped out because she's noticing that Corey's is doing some things that are very Michael Myers-esque, noting that his eyes look different, his mannerisms are kind of different. He's coming across as pretty creepy. <laughs> so... Michael and Corey again team up uh, when they kill a nurse and a doctor who screwed Allison out of a promotion. And by the way, Doctor Matheson is mentioned in Halloween Kills, and I didn't know that until I did a rewatch. So, oh, just a fun, snap. just a fun little one in there for you. Um, so Corey's kind of realizing that shit is getting real bad, so he convinces Allison to leave Haddonfield with him. Um, And this is a plan that neither Lori nor Corey's mom are super jazzed about. Uh, Lori then confronts Corey, and they have a conversation about evil, and it's clear that they're on two very different sides here. Corey's kind of embraced Michael's darkness, and Lori continues to fight him, fight on, fight it. Um, However, we're reviewing evil in this. Again, something we'll have to talk about. Um, Corey then returns to the sewers. (sighs) It really hurts me to say this line like the Ninja Turtles. I literally hate this and best Michael and ends up taking his mask. I have I have feelings.
1: Yeah, we have problems. I with don't this. like that
0: at all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll get to the all,
1: in all of like 10 seconds. <coughs> like a shoving match. Took know. his mask. Michael's gotten old. I
0: guess, you know, his that knees. is true. And he's pretty busted. His knees hurt. He's pretty busted. Yeah. But still,
1: he's a little butt. I, yeah, I it. It, it
0: pain me to say that. All right, uh, Corey then starts his Halloween rampage by luring in that group of teens um, from earlier to his uncle's junkyard and killing all of them. Uh, unfortunately, during this chaos, his very cute and nice uncle is accidentally shot and killed. Uh, Corey then kills his mother, who I don't know. There was a weird Norma Bates vibe going on. Um, a very weird. yeah. Then he goes to uh, what do you call that? Uh, it's not a DJ. What do you call the actual building? <laughs> like, um,
1: uh, radio a radio station. radio
0: station, because it's not a DJ <laughs> station. He goes,
1: I'm a thinker. Yeah, you
0: got it. He goes to the radio station where he kills a receptionist and a DJ that had bothered him on a previous evening. Um, yeah, right. So Corey... Opts to ditch meeting Allison and leaving town, and instead heads to Lori's house. Lori, of course, because she's amazing, is able to trick him with like a fake out suicide, and this gives her an upper hand when he enters the room. Laurie is able to sh- sneaky little. I she's. She's the boss. Lori shoots him and Corey then elects to stab himself in the neck in a way to kind of attempt to frame Lori for his death. Um, Allison comes home to this carnage, thinks that Lori did it based on their dynamic that's been building up through the movie and leaves just before Michael arrives. So Michael, I assume not amused by having his mask taken, takes his mask back and proceeds to break Corey's neck, which does kill him.
1: That's a no-no. Yeah, no. you don't
0: do that. No touchy. <laughs> and then finally, we get what I think most people thought this whole movie was going to be, and where I think some people are kind of mad. But we finally, finally get the epic showdown of Lori and Michael. Um, so, despite mm. super severe injuries on both sides, Lori does manage to pin Michael's hands to her kitchen t- counter, and while he's you know while he's pinned down, she's oh, able ya. to slit his neck. Oh, hi, Still alive, though, because he is Michael Myers. He does grab her by the throat, but Allison arrives in time, brutally breaking his arm, which gives Lori time to then slit his wrists, and that is actually, guys, the straight-up end of Michael Myers, because <laughs> the next shot we get is of Lori and Allison taking his body to this kind of, like, I think you'd call it, like, an industrial grinder? Does that sound right? Yeah,
1: those... They have YouTube videos. Where we're putting stuff in there, and one of those things called a grinder. I guess that's yeah. all
0: I got. So um,
1: shredder. As they're
0: heading, the whole town follows, and everyone watches as Michael is absolutely obliterated as a human being. Um He is dead. There is no questions. This is not a how. <laughs> oh, he gone. it's not a Halloween H two O fake out. <sighs> He's definitely I have a dead.
1: Theory: They switched the body.
0: Okay, that actually don't. That <laughs> happened in Halloween H two O. I don't even want to talk about it. Halloween Resurrection is trash. Anyways, Allison realizes that Corey was shitty and a killer, obviously. Um, but she still elects to go ahead and make a new start for herself outside of Haddonfield. And Lori is able to finish her book. And her and Frank. They make plans to go see the cherry
1: blossoms and that. Is that not the best resolution for For their relationship? Yeah, for them,
0: for sure. And then I do love, I have to say really quick, I do love the exterior, like the shots at the end, which are so Mm. similar to the first film, but you don't have Michael's Mm. breathing that is uh,
1: absent from this. So it's a very quiet ending in a way. Just but lingering on the mask at the end. So (coughs) I think that, you know, if Michael Myers is now dead, that does make it pretty fun. Ooh, who's going to pick up the mask? I like
0: that the mask is still in play because I think, so obviously Michael Myers is the shape. That's what we know. But I do think regardless of your feelings on it, I think it is a clever way to try to, let the franchise continue on without holding down certain characters because, you know, we still have... Jason is Jason, but the thing is, Jason is, like, resurrected and whatever, so it's fine for him to keep coming back, but the thing with Michael Myers is he is an aging man, so how long were we really gonna, like, have this play out? Yeah,
1: like, murdering people at 70. He's already, like, (laughs) in his
0: 80s, so, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, he's like 50. Or, no, he's wait, not you're right. 50. he's like 50. See, Yeah, you're right. No, no, he's got to be like, you're right. He's some,
0: like, late 70s, early 80s, mid
1: 80s. Oh, that bastard just won't go, will he? They finally got the best of him. Um, Where do we start with this one? <laughs> man, I don't even know if I want to start with story because it's just too convoluted. Yes. We got to warm up. Opening scene. Yes,
0: perfect place to start. Perfect place to start. Okay, so i will say i think the opening was very solid i don't again i i've
1: i loved it I, it ugh. set me up I, I was so expecting classic michael myers you know and um and then it was so fun and actually this really like does set up the story right. in a way like that the first kill was not actually michael right. myers um that just totally caught me off guard the little jump scare the kid jumping out was was great it got me even though you know it's coming and then um and then the 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 first death was brutal graphic and uh unexpected like that what more could you ask
0: honestly it was um it was really interesting from kind of start to finish from the opening so I love that first off. Obviously, I love the nod to the thing. That's one of my absolute favorite movies of all Mm. time. So, yeah, that was fun. That was a fun little like, oh, oh, look at you. Look at you and your little Easter egg there. And
1: and I didn't bother to take time (laughs) to look it up. But uh, the Uncle Ronald was watching another movie later. And I really wanted to know what it was. Uh, So if anybody knows, I can't remember. Shout out. I can't remember what he was, it was like a lot of guns. It looked like some bad shoot 'em up flick from the 80s. Or I got to go back
0: and look at that. But yeah, so I, I like I like that we're getting some fun little Easter eggs. Um, I do think Jeremy is the demon child that I would never have wanted to babysit when I was younger. <laughs> He's a pain in the ass. But I think the thing that was so smart. Uh, he deserved it. OK, look, death. in a way, I'm just saying. Uh, no, but I think what was so smart about this um, and what they set up for the theme of the movie is that. When Corey is locked in that attic, I 100% was expecting Michael to be in there. And his panic, yes. I felt panicked because I was like, Michael's going right. to come get him. Michael's going to kill him. So
1: yep, this they is it.
0: set it up really well where you understand that there have been ramifications in this town and where people's paranoia yeah. is and getting all like... Easily revved up or whatever, where it made Body him. man's
1: gonna get you, yeah, out. which
0: made him make a dumb decision. But honestly, I was also like, yeah, I would probably do the same thing, like try to get out and be really panicked. So I know it
1: wasn't even a dumb decision; it was just an unfortunate, unfortunate to, yes. circumstance, you know. Because um, and then yeah, and then so so there really is a lot of like psycho psychology kind of playing through not only the town, but these individuals that have been victimized through their circumstances. Right. Yes. So, um, trauma, you know, trauma, Corey. trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and they're just re traumatized, uh, through the entirety of without the, him well, actually the film their being lives.
0: a part of it though. That's what's so good about it.
1: Yeah. So that's interesting. Like, You know, the shape still haunting people uh, even when he's not there. So so that is kind of an interesting idea to like have as the focus of your film, um, even though it's, you know, not Mike Myers slashing people up. So.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I guess. mm.
1: Love it or hate it. It's such a hard.
0: Honestly, it's such a hard one for me to really grapple with. So.
1: I'll say if if you're looking for a way of like closing your trilogy and passing mm-hmm. the torch, um, I I thought it was an interesting way of sort of like um, setting you up to think. That Corey will be yes, the next yes, Michael yes, Myers, yes, right? Yes. So you're like, oh, this is interesting. Like this is you're watching the birth of the next, you know, mass murderer, and and then you get the surprise of of his death taken by his own hand, which was a amazing choice and moment in the movie. I still I feel
0: like I didn't really truly grasp that
1: character motivation. If I'm being honest, uh, I mean, he was just if. If I can't have her, no one will, right? I guess,
0: but it just was such... I mean, I understand. I guess that is fundamentally... And this is, I guess, where I start having issues with it is a lot of it is related to Corey, and it's hard because I feel like Corey actually has a very strong start. But to me, he actually kind of falls apart by the end. And I don't know... I guess, I don't know. I guess for me, the thing is... With Michael Myers, what I like and what's so scary to me is I don't know him. I don't know him. You only get that shot of him as a kid at the beginning. And that's about as motivated as we like really understand of him. And I love that we don't know anything. I think the problem is with Corey is that we see all this happen and we kind of see him go down this like hole. And some of it is really interesting, like the kind of having like an addiction in a way where he can't. He can't Uh go pursue these things that would like better his life or make him happier or whatever. He can't get over that and he can't get over this trauma and it's totally crushed his life to the point where he's become a monster, but it's hard to like see him as kind of a Michael Myers when we have all this backstory and we have all this motivation and in some parts he's kind of whiny and annoying. And so it's a little difficult (laughs) for me. I think that's where I struggle a bit with it, with that idea.
1: No, I agree. I, I, what is scary about Michael Myers is he has no motivation. You cannot understand him, right? You fear the yes, unknown. Yes, exactly. And, and when there is no motivation and he is just... He's he a killing machine, kill, that's it. Yeah, then then that is scary. But on the other hand, uh, Corey's character you see as somebody that, like, uh, there is a little light at the end of the tunnel, no matter how faint it mm, is. Mm. and And you understand where his motivation comes from so it's just not as scary so unfortunately because the movie was focused on him as the the killer it it did not have the same like scare factor as any of the other movies
0: yeah and i i mean like in a way i think it is smart like you said to kind of tee up this idea that cory is going to be the next shape he's going to be the next michael myers and then to kind of pull the rug out um, I think that is yeah. clever and it does show that there's potential for other people to kind of take up that mantle which again you're setting up right. for a future that maybe they're not gonna the creators are not gonna be a part of but that somebody else could kind of take the mantle and run with it but yeah I guess I don't know I, I I guess while we're here it's a good time to talk it's a good time to talk about Corey um, we need to talk about Corey very much to that we need to talk about Kevin thing um
1: I'm, I'm not s- done with this oh, yet, though, shit okay i i love how the idea of as you are saying, like who's gonna take up the mantle because um in the very beginning at the credits you get the pumpkins the opening credits you get yes. the pumpkins coming out of the pumpkins and it's like the killer within right yes. it's like who like who's wearing the mask it could be anybody and and at times, I wondered, I was like, oh, my God, is, is Allison going to pick up the mask now? Is she, is she going to kill Lori? You know, like, what's, who's going to, you know, it, it did kind of keep me on my toes about who is uh, it going to be. And then I got to say, like, it, one of the best moments of the movie was when Michael Myers comes back in the last scene, picks up Fuck the mask yeah, I again, felt great and about that when he broke
0: Corey's neck. was like was a little bee, like... I was like, "Don't yeah, you think yeah, exactly. you can beat up my Michael Myers?" And I can't believe I'm defending him at this point because I'm a Lori Stone yeah, girl. But so, come on, now, that was some BS. So, so
1: you're right, Corey. He does not cut it as the the next the shape, and uh, you can see it in. Every moment.
0: (laughs) He's not, and the hard part is he's not a bad actor, and I actually think as an arc, it very much is a very interesting idea of, was he always this way? Did he always have something in him? Or did, did the town really, because of treating him the way they did, did they create this monster? I think it's a very interesting idea, but I'm not sure we ever really get any satisfactory exploration of that, other than it being like, pretty superficial and i think that's again another area for me where Corey doesn't quite sell it because of that and his character just feels a little jarring at points like it's very weird to me that he he murders this um unhoused person then he goes home and like cleans up and then goes and he clearly feels bad at first but then he doesn't seem to feel as bad and then he goes to allison like it's just that kind of the stepping the stepping stones don't quite make, and I'm not saying it has to be linear or like because obviously it didn't have
1: like any remorse or extreme. But he didn't, and he like,
0: didn't, and then he didn't, then he didn't it. Yeah, so yeah. it just felt kind of confusing. It just wasn't well, fleshed out enough.
1: Someone that's been so victimized, right? Like, what's. Like he he may just see him as like, this is just who I am. I'm a killer. This
0: happened and I'm accepting it or
1: like, this is just how my life goes, I guess. Um, you know, so the question of whether or not, um, like you were saying, I love the question of, you know, is he born this killer or is he shaped by society? And I think you see that in, in the movie that the answer is that he's shaped by society to become this because, you know, he's sort of, like, watching and learning, like, Master and Apprentice, uh, like, from Mike Myers to, like, learn his ways. So he's not exactly, like, born with this. Uh, that was sort of my take on it.
0: I, okay, many thoughts on if, the thing. If he
1: was... If he was born that way, he would have, uh, murdered Michael Myers. He would, there would have been so many opportunities. I don't know. Cause you can have people.
0: this in you And it be subdued like very much like an addiction. You can have a predisposition to something and it not impact you for a long time. And then your first sip of alcohol or your first substance use of some kind Mm. sends you on a different path. And I think that could be a similar thing they're trying to link here. Because even the dad of Jeremy says, I don't know if he always had it in him and there was something there he says he doesn't know he's like i don't think he the guy who killed my kid i didn't see that guy but he's like but then i saw him again well yeah so
1: there's more evidence for that that is not actually who he was i don't know but that's not what laurie is saying though
0: either laurie's like we all have this in us and then you can kind of choose you know so i don't know i don't think it's like a super straight definitively it's this or this but I do want to talk about the eye thing cuz I'm not going to lie and the uh, their their dynamic we got to get into both of those. So with the eye thing, okay. I couldn't decide is this supposed to be because as, you know, if you've seen all of the Halloween movies, there are these mystical elements involved and thank God we kind of moved away from that I thought. <laughs> but then there's it's hard because either it's just a metaphorical thing that they really rammed down your throat with that visual, or they're Mm. really trying to incorporate some of that, some of those elements of the other films. And Mm. I don't know um, for sure. I'm hoping it's metaphorical because the idea of like transferring evil via eyes seems dumb to me. (laughs) I don't don't know.
1: Well, that's not how I read it at all. Honestly, I, I sort of saw it as like, like, some sort of like soulmate connection almost if you will like evil sees evil or um like i i almost thought for a second i was like is this like his dad or something it's like Cory's son like that's what went through my head like honestly it was a little he like, was incarcerated from like a very young age so I would really hope not yo prison's a fucked up place man you don't know <laughs> um, isn't like a psych but, ward but yeah for like violent offenders Nah. so I, I all I'm saying is like and that was probably one of those moments where I was like this is a little weird like i uh, was i just kind of like shoved it aside and didn't think about it and anymore. i guess
0: i guess this is this was another I, I feel like i'm harping on it a lot but it's just because we're we're on this roll of talking about the things that coincidentally i kind of struggled with i really struggle with the something? idea oh. of michael Myers, michael Myers having a partner i i sure. loathe that idea in a big way and especially one that to me Corey at times can give off an Anakin prequel vibe that I do not like. <laughs> at times, not all the time, just at times. <gasps> That's the perfect analogy. That's I, so spot But on. so the idea then that Michael Myers, this personification of evil, is taking this kind of like whiny kid under his tutelage. And like, what 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 is Mike? Michael is not a, a teacher. He that is not yeah, him. So yeah, it's confusing. No.
1: Yeah, this is this is definitely like the biggest flaw in the story to me. Like why it, there's zero motivation for yes. my Myers to do any of this. It doesn't make any sense because he's a man that has no motivation. That what's make that's what makes him scary. So why all of a sudden is he starting to like have feelings? I'm gotten kind of emotional <laughs> in feelings, my age. I love it. But like, where is this coming from in his character? It doesn't make Sense he no. he like has this weird mystical I think so I mean maybe it is some spiritual thing but because he lets him go it's the only person he's ever let go and yeah except for like, like
0: running into a child on Halloween night like he runs into Lonnie okay but then the cops are also there yeah. so he leaves there's no. um or anytime he's left a victim, there's really been a purposeful reason for that, so it's pretty bizarre, and again, I just, I don't think Michael's opposed to killing anyone, obviously, but I think it's really, I think the one that really bothered me was the team up with the doctor, where I was like, what does Michael care about any of this? Yeah, the
1: whole, like... Master Apprentice thing, like, I will show you the ways. Like, here's how you hang a person on a wall with a knife. But <laughs> you also, know, like,
0: <laughs> don't use a song that has the word I in it and then don't gouge someone's eye out. Like, I don't even know what we're doing with that. Why <laughs> even have that song involved?
1: All I know right. it's on we the nose, but Come on. Here. We need to sidetrack here with uh, the music. Um, Let's do it.
0: Wait, score or soundtrack? Opening-
1: well, both. I guess they're so, kind of
0: both, but you know what I mean.
1: Let's let's say the the soundtrack and uh, at first, because um, the score is epic. Obviously, as John Carpenter you know, and his little, little baby. The music in the very beginning was weird to me.
0: Oh my like, god, was, I was so into it. Are you
1: serious? The opening song. Explain why? Because I, I I don't think I'm familiar with the it's, song. Um, I don't know where it came from or why
0: shoot i i absolutely because it's on my halloween playlist um like i'm a freak and i have curated this halloween playlist not specific to the movie just specific to the holiday um where i have like 19 hours of songs that are either like associated with a horror movie or they're spooky of some kind or whatever and the new vibe i've really gotten into is this like kind of um there's a shitload of 60s songs like uh 60s 70s songs and a lot of rockabilly songs that are very like halloween themed so for me that song i was like yes i love this like it was right up my alley it was totally i loved it i thought it was awesome
1: oh, man, we didn't want them to play the monster mash no i just like i i don't know it just didn't fit well with me but oh i, uh, I dug I it what's the name the very last song i thought was the perfect one to go out I on. see
0: um, oh my I, god we totally disagree then because i thought it was such a basic ass song to end with
1: oh that's so funny i'm really
0: surprised they picked it i was like really guys
1: that's hysterical uh why because it's
0: already been in a hundred other horror movies and I really couldn't believe that All we right. couldn't come up with anything more original. Um, mm. It just didn't work. I swear even it could be making this up, but I think scream even ended with that. I, I could be total BSing that I have to think about it, but it's a hundred percent been used in other horror movies, like well-known horror movies.
1: So mm, it just was interesting.
0: Like that opening song is a very original s- song and the ending is not so it's kind of confusing for me. That was just all my right. thing. Okay, fair enough. Uh So score-wise, <sighs> do you have a favorite between the three? Where did you feel like they all three were consistent?
1: Ooh. No, they felt pretty consistent, yeah. I mean, did am I wrong there? No,
0: I think each one has a different tone to it to Better fit the movie, but each one builds on where they introduce that. It was funny because in the in Halloween two thousand eighteen,
1: that was my bad.
0: Oh, good. Um, in two thousand eighteen, they introduced that electric guitar, and at first, I was kind of it was kind of jarring to go from the mm. piano to that. But then they found a way. Actually, I think was it a. They ran like a cello thing, I think, across it. I'm not good with instruments. This is going downhill very fast. But anyways, however they made that sound, that sound that, like, happens throughout. Um,
1: I got to pay more attention to that. Oh, my gosh, it's great. But
0: it's in the second one. I just kind of like how each one takes the elements, but then changes it up a bit. And so this score is another... Area for me where I could not possibly see anybody complaining about it. It's John Carpenter. It's Cody Carpenter. I think they did an right. excellent job for each each film and each opening sequence had a great uh, score behind it. So I was really happy with that.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, let's get into some of the relationships. Wait, I mean, we, talk, we talked. We talked about, about like Michael and Curry. Michael Myers and Corey it's weird. It doesn't add up. Confusing. I think a relationship that I liked was Corey and Allison. I agree. Um, I agree. I'd like to hear where, what you liked about it. though. I thought it fit really well. Like, you know, sort of like bonded in trauma, sort of like similar type of trauma as well. Not really, but yeah, just bonded through trauma and exhalation in a way. Um, and it, it felt, like, pretty authentic in, like, the pacing of the relationship. Like, um, you know, Allison sort of, like, being a little more... Assertive. Uh, like, assertive. And then, you know, kind of, like, having the conflicts of any, like, young relationship. Um, so, did did that feel like forced for you or was it something that you were kind of like fun had enjoyed seeing play Um, out?
0: I, I did overall I did enjoy their dynamic I think they had nice chemistry and like you said there is definitely a reason why Allison is trying so hard and it might even be this kind of redemptive thing for her if she can yeah. if she can help this person and obviously she's in a helping profession she's a nurse so this all kind of jives with her character for me I think at certain points it felt inorganic with like how much harder she was trying at points, but then when, he, yeah. but then he kind of, as he's becoming a killer, kind of becomes more of a smooth
1: talker, <laughs> which is
0: kind of weird. Um, yeah. so he gains
1: his confidence, he gets his confidence, Murder does that um,
0: you. takes her on a bitching motorcycle ride. So, <laughs> you know, it, it made sense. And I think Very
1: Tom Cruise, yeah, I think
0: the interesting part or the most interesting part, and I kind of mentioned it already, but with K- Corey's character is the fact that he has this chance at redemption he has the chance with this girl who quite frankly is well out of his league and is into him and willing to Way go with him yeah, and he still can't he can't do it though he can't do it he cannot be a functioning human being in this relationship and can't get over his trauma and his darkness and i think that part was interesting um i Again, there was just a few times with Allison where I was like, girl, you seem smarter than this. I'm kind of confused, especially, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. especially when Lori is like, hey, this guy's creepy. I don't know why you wouldn't trust her at this point, given we've gone through two movies of people not believing her and then she was right. So that was kind of confusing for me. But I do like their dynamic overall.
1: They've settled into suburban living and, you know, it's well it hasn't been that long i guess no it's only been like two, <laughs> a year. years or two
0: years or so 2018 four years four years four years
1: four years in a pandemic right, so. i
0: guess that'll do it to you that actually you know what the <laughs> pandemic explains everything <laughs>
1: That solves all the problems. I get it. All right, fair enough. Best
0: movie ever now.
1: Even even Michael Myers was like, God, it's been so long since I killed anybody. I'd (laughs) like to, like, show someone how it's done. He was just
0: isolating because he didn't want to get COVID. That was all it was. It totally makes sense why he was in the sewers now.
1: Lower the curve. Yeah,
0: I mean, I respect it. Thank uh, you for wearing a mask, Michael, always. And for <laughs> for isolating is way yourself ahead. way ahead of the game. Well, just
1: good guy Mike Myers over there. Um, here's a relationship. Corey and Mother.
0: Oh, okay. Again, I hate, like, I swear there are parts of this movie I like. It's really sounding like I'm just like, eh, eh, eh.
1: This felt so unnecessary to me. It just didn't have any background to it and didn't serve any purpose. No. There was like one or two scenes where I was like, why are we even having this scene? One that comes to mind is Lori with Corey's mom. I don't even know her name. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't write it down. I didn't feel like it was relevant. And, yeah. And and it was like, why are the, this conversation went nowhere? We learn nothing. The movie moved forward in no ways, um, so it just uh, was just a very extreme character f- with very little consequence in the story. And then she so. kissed him, which yeah,
0: I was least... just it uh, like okay. If you All wanna, right, but- if you wanna have this backstory of there is already a trauma background. I feel like there's a better way to do it than that one scene that is kind of ambiguous in a way because, in my opinion, it is not set up well enough to be like it's a Norma Bates situation, yeah. so.
1: Uh, but isn't there enough trauma in murdering a child to, like, yes. you don't need no. to have that at all? Nope. Like, but that scene just made me absolutely again for the second time in the movie fall in love with the uncle ronald <gasps> he's the best
0: and Also, though, <laughs> I, think he's my, I thought it was his dad the character. first time i thought, I thought, it, thought it, was it was his, his dad. dad it
1: wasn't until the beginning of this episode that you said uncle and i was like oh shit it's his uncle i thought it was his dad
0: until i read something that said his uncle and i was like what and then i went back
1: it is his I, uncle i questioned it i was like is this like a a new marriage like a boyfriend yeah or something that's what because, i thought because they don't look alike right there, there's no like physical attributes that like matched up for him being father but oh my god uh after mother kisses Corey, ronald has the line like i hope, I you, hope you find love, love. yeah <laughs> the guy is just he just doesn't miss a beat he's great he and is then, great and then you know the, the, like the moment like great guy gives gives his nephew a motorcycle like yeah you've been working hard you deserve this and uh and then the line like um uh don't tell your mom about this so, like after like they all he gets in trouble for something not, for hurting not it, for hurting him.
0: his hand and not coming back yeah, on time you
1: don't and tell me anything it yeah, was uh he was great. I think he's my best. And did you see his office? Like, when he's in there, like, alone while everyone's getting murdered outside, there's like a giant poster of like a shipping, like, a, a giant ship of containers. <laughs> like, like, oh my God. This guy's weird. He's got like, I swear there was like, you know, a little like Sports Illustrated, like pinup girl and then like kittens or something. It was the most random shit in an office. I, don't know. I was like, I, I like this guy. I like I him. And
0: this is honestly the second time. Maybe it's more, but at least in this new one where somebody gets killed with gun violence that it was not the intentional situation. Same thing happened in Halloween Kills. That was less her uh, fault. I mean, her hand got knocked by the door. I don't really think that was so much her fault. But this is the second time we've had a character get killed in a, by a gun that shouldn't have been killed by a gun.
1: Yeah, that was unfortunate. And it, it made and me wonder, like... And little bitch
0: teen, too. Uh.
1: I know. But it felt like it was supposed to be... Some sort of like uh, contrived situation with Corey, where he like he intended for it to happen somehow. Like he oh, I just thought he, this
0: kid is an idiot he'd, and he'd he had think a it was gun. Just complete
1: dumb look. Well, and that was really was, my thing. But it sort of felt like Corey was like egging him on, like expecting Ronald to stand up or something. Like, and I was like, I don't. If it, it felt like a little. To if that's um, the case
0: i dislike that even more than because mm. i think that's ridiculous but speaking of that teen i'm not gonna lie i was pretty disappointed that i did not get to see a face melt from a kid that bothered the shit out of me during this movie i was oh. really annoyed it's a great kill a great idea But where is the gore, my friends? And I I appreciate there's time for subtleties, but when you have a character that everyone hates, subtlety out the door. We want to see that happen.
1: Yeah, melt his goddamn face off. Because we see this somewhere else, right? In one of the other Halloweens, am I wrong? A face melting? There was a face melting. Mm, Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. Yeah. Um, Well, anyways, uh, Greed. uh, That was probably the most beautiful, brutal kill of the movie I
0: think that girls uh, is gnarly The um, and actually on rewatch the girl with the curlier hair she was actually a lot nicer than I recalled the first time the first time I thought she was a part of the group but the second time She's she had lines going why are we doing this leave this yeah, guy hey, alone blah 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 you blah. Stop. <laughs> she gets one of the meanest deaths though she gets run over with the car in the fence and then, and then gets her face stomped on, in stomped. and she has to see two of her friends get murdered right before that's yeah, pretty harsh for the like the nice one
1: but she also has one of the worst lines in the movies oh no, so, you
0: are too or that very, one yeah yeah, like, yeah. you're dead he? or she's he's dead? dead
1: you're dead too. her and we're like what the hell was it It was so bad <laughs> very, I was like,
0: he's close very close
1: like thanks for the heads up here like <laughs> Hey, uh, he's coming over. He's walking this way. No, he's going to murder you. He's about to murder you. Um, no, it's just, maybe um, she
0: really didn't like that guy. Maybe she didn't yeah. like him. She's like, meh.
1: Hope Hoping for some redemption. If uh, if he goes, he'll let me free.
0: <laughs> yeah, i with Courtney. I don't know. I, I, Court, uh, yeah, I, don't know. I, I also felt, and I'm curious because we're just kind of on a death thing right now, but yeah, I yeah. felt like the DJ's death felt unnecessary for starters but then it also felt like meaner for them having such a limited interaction if the mom was such a creep or overbearing or whatever it was very short where the dj they had one singular interaction it wasn't nice but they had a singular interaction and then he decides to like straight up toast his face, smashing it into the desk and cutting out his tongue. And theoretically, that would have been cool. But I don't really know if that character in my mind really was deserving of of that. I don't know.
1: That's a great question. Um, I mean, it seemed like he was motivated in some sort of like protection of allison right like like he murders the ex-cop the ex-boyfriend cop he murders the radio guy that's like you know kind of talking trash about the two of them um
0: isn't it all self-serving though in a way because the cop is more a threat to Corey than allison the dj called him a freak i mean he said something about allison but he called him the freak and the teenagers definitely have nothing to do with allison so i feel like in my opinion yeah, it's pretty sure. motivated in selfishness but that's just so me. I,
1: I i mean there's a point <coughs> in, in early in the relationship where they're talking about like let's burn this town down i'll like uh, the match, yeah right? yeah you are and, right there and i was i was sort of getting this like Bonnie and Clyde vibe Mm. where I was like, oh my God, are the two of them going to like partner up and just start murdering people? That's almost where I was. And, um, you know, so I always almost under the impression that Corey was just out to start that. He's like, I'm going to take the lead and just start murdering. And then he would come back and be like, look what I did. I just, I murdered 12 people. Come join me. (laughs) Well, that's interesting. Yeah,
0: no, I think that's interesting because... I kind of view it as he goes on this rampage because he can't get over what's going on. But you're you're right, there might be a different... And this is the thing that I think actually is interesting about this movie is that I think a lot of people are coming away with a lot of different opinions and a lot of different takes on it. And it definitely, regardless of what you think of the film, it is there's a lot to discuss and a lot of feelings behind it. And so this is interesting to me that we're viewing this in two very different ways and neither one is definitively correct. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, and and I will say like this again, I would say the story is good. The writing is bad. Yes. Yes. Um, the, like the story gave us enough motivation and enough resolution to every story arc that, um, you feel pretty satisfied, but there's still plenty of like debate and discussion into like what was the truth behind it all. So that's why we can sit here and just, you know, riff on it forever. (laughs)
0: For sure. And I think, um, another interesting thing is that we've, this whole conversation has been about, it has mostly been about Corey, which is to me kind of the, Kind of like uh, what's happening Yeah, where the,
1: the number one problem which is what in terms of like any og fan of halloween is gonna have with the movie right
0: yeah so um, we need to get to laurie but that's how fucked up that is that we're we're so far in this conversation and she has been a very minimal talking point because it isn't her story in this it feels like until the end
1: yeah, and if you look at, like, the arc of the three movies, it really is supposed to be about her. Like, she's, you know, the final girl. And, like, why is she neglected in this last Even movie? Even in
0: the second one, I felt like she took a bit of a backseat. But this felt this felt worse in some ways.
1: That is very true, yeah. Um, oh, this was 100% worse. Yeah! <laughs> But if if you think about her like as as like this victim, as a survivor, um, like to see your granddaughter who you saved from the atrocities of Michael Myers, to potentially be like like lost to yes. this reincarnate of Michael Myers would be extremely terrifying to her. So, you know, I, I can see that uh, no, there's if if, yeah. if we spent more time on on her, if we saw more of the film from her perspective as opposed to Corey's yes,
0: perspective, yes, 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 it, yes, yes, it yes, yes,
1: probably would have would have been a stronger film for the OG fans.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I will say I personally don't take issue with the fact that in the first movie we get somebody who is dealing with extreme PTSD and very reactive and has an alcohol issue. And I, I really like that version is so different than we always get the very strong final girl and so it was cool to see strong but struggling in a very big way then you get to the second and we don't really you know it's the same night so we're not getting a lot of time to kind of process what's going on but even that we're seeing some changes in Lori even from that one and then we get to this third one and it is nice I don't personally have an issue seeing her as this like she seems like a kick-ass grandma like because she is and yeah. it's kind of nice to see her not struggling so hard it, it is refreshing to see her character in a different place and and it is kind of nice she isn't fully being stalked the whole movie so we do get to see her be She's strong doing the
1: stalking yeah
0: yeah hundred <laughs> yeah. percent
1: i love that line from her about something like like show your like, show grief your fucking tits and say, let's go. (laughs) And then, like, throw some pumpkin guts on them. And she still can't carve a
0: pumpkin, but that's fine. We love her anyway. (laughs) We love her anyway. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, so we could go in circles for days on, on story and But we have to talk about
0: the, we have to talk about the end.
1: We have to get there. Are we ready for that? Or do we... Because you're there, right. right, it can just whoop 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 circle around. Because there are no like very clean answers. No, so, um, <sighs> all of the end. I guess Michael, really, My, Michael Myers dice.
0: But even <laughs> I even the fight and all that. We gotta like. I, I'm interested in your in your view from especially the from the first fight in Halloween
1: 2018 okay, let's start to this one. I I loved uh Laurie um it, trapping Corey with with the fake suicide that that was clever and well i was like what the was hell first, no i know when i was watching it i was like this is way outside the character what the fuck is happening like um so i was suspicious and i didn't know why and then ah ta-da! she knew Corey was coming and laid the trap, and it was a beautiful trap. They trapped us, the audience, um, and then it, it was a pretty quick, quick death for Corey, like a couple shots, yeah. and then I was then ready to
0: move on at that point, off, so, so I was off. fine with that.
1: All right, okay. No, no, so. just for me, I I, was,
0: I wanted to see Corey gone at that point, so I was kind of ready.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I I think that's fine. Um, uh, and then I loved. Um, maybe my favorite moment of the whole film was maybe outside of the opening scene was uh, Michael Myers picking up the mask and putting it back on. Yeah. yeah, it was finally like fucking hell. We got to it in the last like yes! 10 minutes of the film. We finally got to see Michael Myers like do his thing. With Laurie
0: specifically.
1: Yeah. and And then it is that final girl moment. The showdown. Did it live up? to your expectations
0: this is a hard one to answer because in a way I would say yes I think overall I think my issue was that exactly what you said we're getting that in the last 10 minutes and it feels very frustrating and actually um, I was messaging an account that we follow on Instagram that I really like and they were saying that their issue was that the marketing very much was just about this last 10 minutes. And it is a very misleading situation because the movie Mm. and I get, I get, get you want to surprise your audiences. You want to throw them off. So I understand that to an extent, but I do think it was kind of shitty to pack it all in the very last, like 10 minutes of the film. We're we've all been on this ride with Lori. um, And subsequently with Michael and, I wish this had been fleshed out a little bit harder. I don't need it to be like an insane sequence, but that first 2018 interaction was so goddamn good. It was really hard to see kind of a subdued version of that. However, the pro of it for me is that I always wanted Lori to live. What other outcome would I have wanted for her? Um, So it was very satisfying seeing her get the upper hand, to actually kill him—that's not something I necessarily anticipated going in. Um, it yeah. c- kind of felt like someone was going to go, but at the same time, it's a Halloween movie. I didn't actually think that was going to happen, so I guess fifty-fifty for me. And then we can talk about the very, very end bit. But how did you? Just the sequence, the fight sequence, and stuff. How do you feel? Yeah.
1: Um, I thought it was pretty fun that he goes out. The same way he kills a lot of his victims in terms of like getting pinned, pinned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with knives is pretty fun. Um, good effects, you know, two Good effects on that I, one. I thought, I thought again, they went a little heavy-handed in the like the
0: eye thing. No, oh, because not... I didn't like that.
1: Well, all right. F- f- first, the like shine in the knife, classic. Thank you. The reflection of his face in the knife. I was like, great appreciate you bringing that back for the final kill um but uh the whole like hand holding thing like i think we got it the very <laughs> first time yeah. like you see her like grab his hand to slice his wrist but then we don't need to like the close up like reflection it. of the blood like it's just like smacking us in the face every time with you know it's like They've just decided that audiences are completely fucking stupid,
0: thank um, you. That's how I felt,
1: yeah, the whole movie you know like why does it have to be this like cliche over I'm over over and yeah going to narrate the film via memoir um it, yeah, so it was unfortunate that that happened in that moment, but I thought uh it. In like, the reality of the world, it worked out really well and was really, really great. Um, uh, yeah, we all expected Allison to play some part in the death. Um, I don't that hate sort that. sort of, like last-minute save, totally fine with it. But I will also say that Halloween is a franchise built on michael myers returning you know so um does he have to die you know we we, the audience expects him to live every single time so is there do we have to have that closure yes like (laughs) do we we do we do gordon green just Stole everybody... Uh, all the other directors' chances of making... <laughs> no, but here's my, here's my thing. my Michael Myers movie. This is
0: an important distinction, and again, this is uh, something I believe I said at the top, but who the hell knows? It's been a couple drinks and a few hours, so I'm not so sure. But um, the it thing for me is, this is not Jason Voorhees, who, again, died, has been resurrected. This is canon stuff. He is, at this point, a... Uh, half-immortal whatever person. The The big thing about Halloween has always been that Michael only has like he
1: is just a man.
0: He is just a man, but he's also evil personified. So in a way he he is more than a man because so that he can withstand these like extreme acts of violence done to him and not die. But at the same time, he is a person. He does not have these special powers. He can't whatever. So I think if you want this film or this franchise, and I don't know if this is feasible. I don't know if audiences will accept this or be okay with this. But if you want to present this idea that the franchise can move forward without, again, being completely tied to Laurie and Michael, this is how you do it. Because how else are we going to get? We can't always have Laurie be around. We can't always have Michael be around again. They are significantly older. This is the last time they want to do this franchise. So it doesn't. It doesn't work unless we want to just keep rebooting and retconning. And I don't want to see someone else personally. I know it's going to happen, but I don't want to see someone else play Laurie Strode. I didn't like it the first time they did it. And I certainly won't like it the second time that someone inevitably <laughs> does it. So for me, that's why I think they make such a point to be like, this is the end of hey, Michael damn. Myers. He is dead. The story of Loria and Michael is dead. Done. So what can we do now with this franchise? That's how I see it.
1: That's a very good question. So what do you think we can do next? <laughs> what What's happening? What's coming next?
0: That I honestly cannot answer because, again,
1: will Are fans even Allison? accept
0: this? Will fans even accept the idea that someone else can the put on that mask? There.
1: I think the idea is someone's going to...
0: Right, but will we as an audience be okay with someone else doing that? And what does
1: that look like? Because if it's something like Corey... we're going to be okay with it because we love slashers. We do, but it's not Michael
0: Myers. It's going to be someone else. And that's important to remember that this is what they were trying to do here. Well...
1: Michael Myers Jr. I don't
0: know. (laughs) No, he does not have a kid. We talked about this already. No. So aside. okay. so obviously that part of it is pretty debatable. I do like I think you touched on it, but I like that Allison comes in, especially because Laurie saved Allison and Karen. Then Karen saved Allison. Now Allison is able to kind of return the favor. So it's a circular kind of strode women helping each other. Don't hate that. Super about that. And another area I know a lot of people did not like, but I actually did not mind, was them strapping the body to the car like a hood ornament, like a deer, <laughs> and I kind of dig the fact, though, that this town that's so traumatized got together as, like, it's almost this old-school, like, gladiator-type thing, like, yeah. watching the executioner or whatever, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, i actually kind of like that there's probably a cathartic it's thing for the, for yeah the whole town yeah for the, the whole town
1: yeah yeah no agreed i i think i felt exactly the same way like it was like how realistic is it's this not nowadays <laughs> but no, not it's not all. there everybody would file a lawsuit there'd be some you know this lady out there you can't
0: do this i like the yes, cops i love the cop though that they're, they're like they're like you can't do this and he's like we're doing it tonight i was like yay y'all <laughs> kind of like that
1: <laughs> yeah so i agree there's something like primitive to it that uh if if your town really was that traumatized would you know pull out the pitchforks for right like yeah like in the in the halloween kills right the second one was when they like all band together to like we're taking this motherfucker down i kind
0: of (laughs) almost wish that had been the third okay well it's hard i'm a half and half in a way i kind of wish the second movie had happened last with the town coming together to get rid of this guy but at the same time i understand for most of us the showdown really lies with laurie and michael so i don't think that Mm -hmm. was really feasible but it I just feel like, in a way, it would have been kind of cool to see something like that happen in this third one, but it didn't work with the directions things were going in. Obviously, it wouldn't have worked.
1: Yeah. All right, so where does this movie fall in the trilogy? How does it stack up compared to the three? Oh, my God. Honestly, I don't
0: even know if I can answer that right now. Um, I think... I don't even know if I mentioned this earlier, but with Halloween Kills, I think I did, but with Halloween Kills, I've really kind of come around on that one. I don't think it's the best made movie. It's definitely not better made than this one, but I think tonally in having the nostalgia factor of having Tommy and Lindsay back in it and um, just the brutality of it, I think at the current moment, it stands a little higher to me because it's kind of what I want out of a Halloween movie. However that problem with that one was I felt like Laurie really got sidestepped in that film so they these two are not even films and it's hard I almost wish we could Frankenstein them together to make like a fully cohesive film that's almost
1: where I was on this is like the third movie should almost be his like own thing yes like it, it doesn't feel like it's attached to like the broader like franchise almost like it it's it's almost like a uh, side quest, you know, like Yes. Um totally. And and it, it perhaps should have just s- stayed that way. Um so it doesn't necessarily like fit as a trilogy. But you know, so that being said, like emotionally, I enjoyed watching this this film. Intellectually, I don't like how it works overall, you know. Oh and this
0: is interesting God. because you, full disclosure, are a like newer to the franchise, and I am old school to the franchise. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of interesting that, even though we don't have the same like um the fandom level might be a bit fandom different just based yeah. on time length, but that we're kind of in the same boat with it is kind of interesting to me,
1: right, right right
0: um yeah for you or is this out so, of the just out of the three where is this because obviously the og is the best one no one's gonna be that i don't even think that's a question
1: if, if i were to take the movies on their own i would go one three and two hmm. best okay
0: fair fair fair
1: um however that being said one thing i did not like about halloween ends was if if you count all of the like on-screen kills, I got to imagine that half of them are flashbacks from the Halloween and Halloween kills. Oh my
0: God. You're totally right. I forgot we even did the flashbacks. <laughs> no, you're right. Yep.
1: You're right. There were so many flashback kills. So many flashback and it kills. It was like, if it, uh, it was like those, those were all of uh, Michael Myers kills. And did he, how many kills did he have in this movie? He had.
0: He killed the nurse. But did he kill the doctor? Did they split that one?
1: Michael Myers didn't kill the nurse. What nurse?
0: He pinned her to the wall. He definitely killed the nurse.
1: Oh, 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 duh. Yeah, he killed the nurse.
0: He killed the cop, kind of. It was mostly him, I would say. It was kind of a 50 50, but it was Michael who did the. And he killed Corey.
1: Kills. Corey killed Corey.
0: No, he killed Corey in the end because he broke his neck.
1: Corey started it. Corey started it, but he wasn't dead.
0: He did not mercy kill him. He's like, you fucking took my mask and I'm going to kill you.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Is it only three? That can't be right. No, that's what I'm saying. And the rest of his kills were flashbacks. And and that was like, oh, this is upsetting. Disappointing. Oh, I I
0: don't like this at all. I don't like that.
1: We're going down a rabbit hole where we're just like starting to despise this movie more and more. It's bad. (laughs) I genuinely,
0: though. okay, like we're going to get to the end of this because it is just going to keep going otherwise. Um, I don't hate this movie. I want to make that very clear. I understand the correlation people are making between this and season of the witch, which by the way, full disclosure, I love that movie. It is a weird, weird disaster of the best. Like I'm obsessed with how bizarre and stupid and great that movie is at the same time. I think you're really missing it. If you just decide to write it off because Michael Myers isn't in it, it's truly bizarrely epic. I will say, I think with time, This movie is going to be less divisive than it is right now, but I fully understand people's frustrations going in thinking they were getting one movie completely getting a different movie. That said, I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle. I see a lot of pros with, again, we just kind of touched on it, but the filmmaking is very excellent. I don't think that's disputable. The acting is very excellent. Great score. I personally like the soundtrack. So there's a lot of pros to it. It just is not even enough to, like, be considered a great entry in the franchise for me. And what's what's kind of your encompassing thoughts there for the end?
1: If this is the final card you're going to lay on the table, you got to lay down the ace. You know, the fucking ace of spades, and this is not it. Thank you. Um, so... So that's the unfortunate place, right? Like at the beginning of the episode, we said two out of four stars is where we were. We are probably suckers because we love horror. We love slashers. And it was a well-made movie, which we both can appreciate. But um, just what the fuck were they thinking?
0: Um, I mean, I think I think, again, they they thought we're going to leave this open for other filmmakers to do something different and we're not going to pigeonhole the franchise. And in that respect, I think there should be some credit given, but I, I think you have to know what this audience is expecting. You have to know what they want and you don't have to pander to it. But you also have to respect it and you have to respect the legacy that's Mm. been built. And that means giving Laurie her proper dues. That means giving Michael proper screen time. So for me, that's where I feel like as a a fan, I feel a little let down, and a little frustrated. But as just watching a film, it's a well-made film. So it's it's a tough one for me.
1: Yes, 100 percent agree. Don't bastardize Halloween franchise, damn it.
0: No, I mean plenty of motherfuckers have already maybe, done that many times. Maybe, maybe, we don't need to keep adding to that.
1: That they had the liberty to do so because it had already been done. But, um, <laughs> oh. But but you would hope that if you're going to reboot it, you're going to reboot it in the like right way. And it felt like we were off to a strong start with 18, Halloween, great, yeah. And then felt like we were okay still meandering a bit well, in the middle but okay but okay and come through strong that's and what then, i and thought. just sort of like didn't quite get there
0: no and my only my only last kitty corner things that i just think are kind of um fun things i do wish Lindsay had been utilized more in this movie i was a little disappointed that we didn't get a little bit more but i liked her integration into the Strode House, which was fun i thought that was very like organic and then my last little like Thing I was so jazzed about is the woman who shows the the podcasters Judith Myers' grave in the first one, and then in Halloween, kills uh, her and her husband are attacked. I was convinced she was not dead. Convinced she wasn't dead, but I saw her and I saw her on the kill count. I saw her on a bunch of other things as a fatality. But I was like, "That bitch is breathing." And if you see a bitch breathing in a horror movie, it is never game over. So She's I actually, alive. I was kind of jazzed to see her come back. But then it was actually pretty depressing um, with her being like she, her sister being like, "Well, she can't talk anymore, and it's your fault, Lori." Like then it became kind of sad, but. I still liked yeah. that she was in it in all three movies. That was kind of fun. ish. Yes. I liked that.
1: <laughs> I like, I like the return. Um, that was a brutal moment. Um, which, you know, just kind of like, again, when I saw it was like, Oh, thanks for smacking us in the face again with these like, I'm, I'm a victim because I was a victim, you know, like people like blaming her. It like, was the sister,
0: blaming. which feels more appropriate. Like a sibling would sure, be more sure, like, sure, hey, sure. lady, sure. fuck you. You know what Defensive. I
1: mean? Yeah. I mean, this is what you, this is what you did to my sister. Yeah. But they, you're right. It, they I brought
0: it, it, it up too many times that that moment then it lost its poignancy. Like,
1: it was so like, like <coughs> out of nowhere too. Yeah but Mm. all right well so go watch the movie you have to to watch it to have
0: a full opinion i feel like there's if you came into only this last movie or you just decided to not watch this movie i don't think you're really getting the full trilogy picture and i don't think you can make an informed decision so regardless of if you hate it or love it i'd still say watch it
1: yes um final thoughts
0: I mean, that that's really it for me. I mean, I've I've talked circles around this thing at this point. I just I hope I just hope that everybody else gets the same chance I did to get to go in kind of somewhat knowing what to expect. I think I probably would have cried if I went to a movie theater and didn't know that information. And that's what I got. That probably would have been very upsetting to me. But luckily, I had seen at least initial feelings, not reviews, but I had seen mm. a lot of feelings online before. So um, I guess what I would say is just go in with an open mind, realize it's probably not going to be a thing you're expecting it, it to be, and then make your own decision from there. And if you're like me, you might still be wrestling with that decision. So it's it's probably going to take me a while to figure out where I really stand with this movie, to be honest. So what's your... Last, 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 because we said last like 15 times. What's your last thoughts on this?
1: Well, if I were to put an end to this, I would say (sighs) it's good enough to be a fun slasher film, not good enough to be the end of a Halloween trilogy.
0: Definitely a hundred percent agree with you on that
1: yeah so we would love to hear everybody else's thoughts about where everything think this i want to know fed. what are
0: your theories with your the, your eye thing. On, um, yeah, the eye thing um
1: i think other relationship points that we uh glazed over Let's keep the conversation Was going. Was this yeah. the
0: right ending for Laurie? Was this what you wanted to see the end of Michael Myers look like? Did you want to see the end of Michael Myers? And
1: what are your theories on who's going to pick up the mask next?
0: Yes, that's honestly, I'm just vibing on that. It's going to be an entirely different thing, but we'll see. We'll see when that it it makes money. It's going to happen. I, I don't think we can all we're not naive enough to think it's going to be another 40 years till they make a movie. That's not going to happen. So yeah shoot us uh shoot us your thoughts feelings opinions um you can find us under our social handles at pod under your bed uh we also super up for recommendations um so hit us up pod under your bed at gmail.com we are super stoked to cover really anything we're pretty open so yeah whatever you guys want
1: us to cover next we're down Thanks for tuning in, y'all. See you next time. We will
0: see you literally next week with, Oa oh, a classic. Do you want to announce it? I feel like you should.
1: Um, if this is not in your yearly watch list, put it in there. Uh, we got Rocky Horror Picture Show Hell coming yeah, at very ya.
0: different vibe. Uh,
1: this is, this is radically off the charts. <coughs> to me, it's a movie that is a movie of all genres. We got horror, we got comedy, we got romance, Musicals. we've got musical. <laughs> so so what doesn't it have? It has um, Tim
0: Curry wearing a corset and fishnets and you don't need to know anything
1: else. That's enough said. <laughs> uh, that being said, this year I think was the first time I've ever watched it sober, which was a fascinating new experience for me. So... Uh, <laughs> I saw it at 13,
0: um, so you know like different different yeah, situations I, it's sort
1: of like a family heirloom for us i feel i like, think you're in right a lot of ways. yeah i'm i'm excited so, to talk uh, about that one next week everybody stick around go give it a watch uh this week you got a week for it to come out um what day is that the third 26th 26th whatever out. next
0: friday is so, <laughs> whatever that date is so
1: we love you. We love Horror and we can't wait to talk and about And thank Rocky you Warwick for too. sticking
0: in for I can only imagine one of our longest episodes ever that was very circular but we appreciate you sticking with us and yeah, we'll see you guys next week.
1: Our die hard fans.
0: Bye.